Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, this is Lloyd Spence, and listen, the NFL season is in full swing, and you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. You got to get over to Bet Online, guys, and take a look at all of the lines for this week's NFL game. And, of course, the NBA draft is this week. Who's going number one? Who are you betting on? So from the game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always an online casino as well because it never closes. Never. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag. Sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Tell them Lloyd Spence and the Noisemakers sent you. You are now listening to Believe in the ACC with my husband, Mr. Talking Noise, Lloyd Spence, and our brother, Heisman Trophy and Florida State legend, Charlie Ward. And now, Lloyd and Charlie. Go get them, fellas. It is always good to be here with my brother from another mother, Mr. Charlie Ward. I am Lloyd Spence. And, uh, man, we got so much to talk about today, Charlie. Let's just jump right into it with probably the biggest story coming out of the weekend. Uh, And you being a Florida State alum, no one better to be able to talk about what the current state of the situation is. It appears that Florida State season, is it over? I guess, what is the news? We know that the game, I guess, for this weekend has been canceled. What is the status of things going forward? Talk to me, Charlie. Uh, Well, it's good to see you. Um, And uh, hopefully you had a good Thanksgiving. I did. I had a wonderful Thanksgiving, brother. Appreciate you. That's good. Appreciate you bringing that up. (laughs) Yeah. Got to be thankful of these days. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm just like kind of like you guys. I really didn't get any inside scoop just yet. But uh, <clears throat> from my knowledge, uh, I know last week we only had 44 scholarship players uh, okay. for the wow. game. And so that was the reason why we, had, uh, we weren't able to play. Uh, and now, these aren't the players that tested positive. This is just contact situations. Is that correct? To your uh, no, no, no. It's it's uh, it's it's kind of an all of the above oh, wow. type situation, okay. meaning okay. there are maybe one or two positives, and those one or two positives knocked out, you know, uh, a few guys. It wasn't a whole team or a group. Uh, well, the group, um, I think, was – uh, there was a group, so yeah. Uh, so it knocked out a few guys, which knocked the number down uh, from the, the the line to play scholarship players to they said we think we had forty four total uh, scholarship oh, wow. players. So, uh, so I think they're kind of still in that state uh, right now, and and then we had you know Asante Samuel just opt out. Uh, to declare for the draft and yeah and so but so it's a combination of covid contact tracing opt-outs and probably injury that is really depleted um the the team uh at this point and so it's uh just unfortunate i don't like i said i i think i know the acc is doing what they need to do to get games on the schedule for certain teams. And I'm not sure where we will be uh, for the rest of this year um, if we may have enough guys to play, uh, they finish out the season. Wow. This, this is definitely, the, I guess, one of the bigger stories that we've seen, especially in the ACC, because uh, no games have been – canceled canceled they've just been moved around we've tried to the whole season has been kind of an adjustment and adjustment and adjustment and adjustment now we're at that place where it looks like 
games could be completely canceled. And 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 I, I you said something earlier in the season, and I and I don't think I don't know if people really truly got the context of what you were saying because it was really a strong statement, but I don't think people understood that how the 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 one or two contacts that may have taken place that's it's it's not it's not as simple as that it's like one person could cancel out an offensive line a whole mm-hmm. room right you saw that in the Denver Broncos how the one quarterback kept canceled all the quarterbacks or right. you know and that going forward I'm just curious to know how this is going to work because even with college sports you know we're seeing some of the same thing and how do you keep that from happening? Because unless you're going to put these guys in a bubble, which we've been saying all along, man, I don't know how you keep 22, 23, 18, 19-year-olds from being around other people and not being exposed. And then it, I just think it's a difficult, difficult task to put before people, young people. Well, I mean, we, we, can't, just, we just can't say it's the, the players. That's true, too. That's very true. Uh, you have you have coaches now that are, uh, you know, testing positive as well. And so I don't personally, I don't think it's anything that one person can actually do to, you know, not to prevent them from being in contact with someone or, you know, contracting the virus. Uh, I just think it's something that uh, – like I've been saying all the time, I think we just have to live with some of it uh, because there are other things going on in life that we have to deal with. You know, when someone um, who goes to the doctor uh, who hasn't, they haven't been sick um, and they start they start to not feel well and they end up going to the doctor and then the doctor tells them that they may have cancer. And so, you know, you're like, well, I was feeling well just last week, but all of a sudden now they're not feeling well and they got maybe had some 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 form of cancer. Yeah. And so it, it's just these types of things that we have to deal with. Um, and I I just think, you know, we're at a point now where, you know, we're in flu season um, and people are, you know, the immune system has been broken down, and if you're around the wrong people, or your 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 immune system is um, compromised in any form of fashion, and you're testing like they're testing for the most part, mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to end up with got. I mean, players with uh, symptoms. Uh, you're going to end up with, you know, contact tracing, and. and it's as simple as, you know, it doesn't really have to be at the facility. I mean, if you go right. home, if you go home, like I have kids on our team, they go home and say their parent or a parent, you know, is at work and they test positive. They're in the same house. So now they got a quarantine for 14 days. Yeah, it. it- I, it, it's a lot, man. It really yeah. is a lot, and I and I get the challenge, but but I don't I don't I don't know what the solution is. It, it, you know, for college students, this is a hard, hard thing to do. And 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 you and and I think you make a great point, Charlie. That there's a certain measure of this. We got to decide. Okay, are we just going to live with some of this, or are we going to really put in some measures that make sense? And if we're going to put in hard measures, then we just got to put in hard measures. But you can't. I just don't know if you can do both. I just don't know if right. you can have a world where you're doing both. But uh, man, we, I thought some prayers with Florida State and as they try to figure this thing out. Uh, and maybe some of it's going to get taken out of their hands. I don't know. But it's it's a really you know that's why we titled the show. None of this is normal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and speaking of that, uh, man, we as we watched college basketball this past weekend. Uh, wow, what a strange-looking college basketball it was. Uh, one of the things I think we picked up real early in in the um, the process of this weekend is that home court does not matter anymore. It won't matter this season because right. guess what? Upsets are going to happen because there's no 
crowd to push you over the top. And we saw it right off the top with the San Francisco uh, Virginia game as uh, San Francisco squeaks out a win against uh, number four in the nation, uh, Virginia, who is predicted to be to win the ACC. <laughs> so, well, I mean, it still can. I mean, it's yeah, the first, first, first game. And as we've said and we've seen and, you know, all football early on, those first games can go either way. I don't care yeah. what type of team you have. Uh, and plus, you know, with all the difficult challenges that they've had with practicing and trying to, you know, uh, adhere to the protocol so that you don't get caught with contact tracing if one of your players. And so there are a lot of measures and, and things that they've been having to work around uh, during the preseason uh, camp that, you know, it's a hit or miss process uh, when it comes to, you know, the games. And, you know, you, you see some of the games that you would think would be, you know, big wins, but they're eking out these wins, you know, one point losses um, or close, close um, wins. And I just think it's just due to uh, one first game uh, two. You know, just the protocols and the different things that the coaches have been trying to put in place uh, to make sure that everyone is being safe. And, you know, you're going to see some of the uh, th some of the not I say poor play, but uh, teams that don't have overwhelming talent uh, that play at a certain pace, then you're not going to get as many possessions and those types of things. And that's Virginia. I mean, you think about Virginia, they play a slow play, slow pace. And if they're not able to score um, and then the other team is able to, you know, get some easy buckets or some buckets, then they're going to be a close game. So um, I just think it's going to it's going to be more and more. I mean, Kentucky, you look at Kentucky, they end yeah. up losing the game as well. Yeah. Um, so I just think it's, it's that first year. I mean, first uh, game and the COVID and all the different protocols that they've been trying to put in place as far as practice that I think if you ask the coaches, they're really not, I wouldn't say they, they're concerned, but they're uh, happy to get a game under their belt. They just want to win those games. Right. But I, I think it'll be, um, be that way probably, you know, throughout this year anyway. No, I agree a thousand percent. I and, and we saw the same thing in the Louisville-Seton Hall game where Louisville survived, basically survived Seton Hall uh, shout out to Carly Jones, who had 18 points and uh, 11 rebounds, played an outstanding game. But even with all of that, <coughs> it took uh, uh, two uh, late free throws by J.J. Trainer, the freshman uh, uh, for Louisville, uh, who is the son of Jason Osborne, by the way. It <laughs> uh, was able to get those uh, two late free throws to pull out that win against Seton Hall. Uh, Mercer. Uh, beating uh, Georgia Tech, that that was uh, that was an interesting win. But I think you're right. It, it, it's just it's it's COVID is the, right now the great equalizer in these games because you're not going to see teams be able to practice the way they normally would. You're not going to be able to see teams uh, make the corrections week to week that you normally would be able to do because there's probably going to be a limit as to how much time you can spend, uh, how much coming together you'll be able to do. So it's going to be a very, very, very different um, basketball season. Uh, but, watching Virginia get the upset over Villanova was different. Yeah. yeah. To be fair to Georgia Tech, uh, they they had a three overtime game like the night before. Right. They right. played Mercer. Um, and so that probably played a little bit a little bit into you know that upset, but. Nonetheless, I mean, with Georgia Tech, I'm not sure what their team looks like this year. Uh, but for them to play a back-to-back -back game against uh, Georgia State and then Mercer uh, shortly after that, uh, you know, it was kind of set up for the upset. They lost two games in, in the process. Do you think – because I'm hearing that going forward in college basketball, we're going to see more of these weekend-type scheduling. Do you think um, at some point that players are going to get used to that? Because it's you know one thing about all of sports, it's all about routine. 
Right. Once you start getting the routine down and you know, okay, I got a game Friday, I got a game Saturday, I got a game Sunday, and you know that's how it's going to be going forward, you think at some point it'll start to level off and we'll start to see some better quality basketball? Or do you think it's uh, a problem throughout the whole season? Uh, playing back-to-back games is tough. It is. I mean, they, they, we did it in the NBA. Uh, they still do it in some form or fashion. They're doing a better job of spreading the games out now. Uh, but playing back-to-back games is not easy. Um, and so uh, it's uh, something that you can't if – if it's new to you, uh, it's hard to get used to, uh, even though you can do it, but it's still hard. Um, even the preparation, uh, your, your preparation time is shorter, trying to, you know – see what other teams are doing um, on back-to-back. And if the other team is not playing back-to-back, you know, that's another issue as well. So uh, I don't think it's something that you can get used to uh, this early in the season um, or, you know, just in one year. And I don't think this would be the, uh, the formula moving forward. Mm. So this season may come down to who, who can stay healthy yeah. and- and, and, and just be able to weather the storm. And healthy doesn't just mean COVID. Like, right. you know, playing one thing that playing back-to-back does also is highly fatiguing, and yeah. it promotes injury. Quite honestly, it promotes injury because you guys, you know, the recovery time from game to game can be tricky. So uh, it, it's going to be – this is going to be a challenging circumstance and, and one – where coaches are going to have to get real creative on how uh, they play their players. You, you're going to have to play deep into your bench uh, yeah. if you're going to be doing this formula. So it's whew, it's a lot, man. It's a lot. But we are, but college basketball is off and running, so we will see how this uh, unfolds as it goes forward. In the meantime, football is still here, and we're still playing games, and we saw an amazing one. This weekend with Notre Dame and North Carolina, uh, man, for a half, uh, it was uh, as tight as tight can be. Uh, Notre Dame and North Carolina were going at it, throwing haymakers at each other. And then in that second half, I don't know what happened to North Carolina, but it seemed like the bottom fell out and they could not get anything going. So, uh, uh uh-huh. But, that's, but, that's, but that's North Carolina, though, right? It is North Carolina. That has just been there formula all season long. Yeah. Uh, we've seen them do that, and it just they they just can't seem to put the quality two halves together. Man, I don't yeah. know what that is, but to be this late in the season, you think that by now they would have had that figured out, but it clearly did not have that figured out against Notre Dame and a quality team like Notre Dame. Uh, it feels. I mean, they're just not gonna. They're, they're not going to beat themselves. They're just not doing that. Well, that's kind of what we we talked about the last week. Uh, yeah. when we were making our predictions. That uh, no, for me, I just felt like Notre Dame overall uh, would be playing better offensively, defensively, and then special teams. Uh, with North Carolina, you know, they had offensively they they were splash, uh, uh, but they were getting behind a lot. You know, making some mistakes. Yeah. Um, you know, in certain in certain games, the games that they lost, they were making mistakes, and that's what put them behind the chains uh, on the scoreboard. And and so, I just thought that overall, North, Notre Dame would be uh, consistent throughout, and yeah. they were. I I think, and, here, and here's something I never thought I would say this season. I think Ian Book, because of the quality of the wins that he is getting has played himself into a Heisman, at least a Heisman invite. Now, I don't think he'll win it, but I do think he's probably going to get the invite. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. I need to see probably a couple more games. Okay. Uh, yeah, because he – I mean, it's not like he's uh Heisman – he hasn't had, had a Heisman moment yet. Yeah, the numbers are not there, but yeah, yeah. the wins are. And sometimes it feels like a lot of Heisman voters will say, well, you know, I'm going to give it to him because he's, he's beating the teams that, you know, are in front of him. But if I had to guess, it would be Matt Jones, who 
I mean, even with the talent that he has around him, I mean, a lot of his, a lot of his throws are, I mean, I can hit. Yeah. Uh, with the protection he's getting for the most part, and I mean, guys are running wide open. I mean, they have that type of talent. Uh, but he still has to make the throws. Yeah. Uh, and make the reads. And so, you know, that's uh, and then Trevor Lawrence, another guy. You still think Trevor's in it? That's interesting. You think Trevor's still in the, in in the running? Why wouldn't he be? I mean, well, if you, you don't think he's penalized for missing those two weeks, even though it wasn't his fault. But right. But I mean, if you're going to put Justin Fields in there, you got to put Trevor Lawrence. I mean, they both missed games. Yeah. It's you know, even if it's due to well, all this is due to COVID. Yeah. Uh, these two. So now if you would have missed two games due to a suspension, then possibly that's different. Right, right, right. But it's something that was out of his control in the sense of, you know, the COVID deal. And he served his time, couldn't play one game because of just the sure time, the timing uh, for his, his return and practice. So they kept him out two games. And then they missed the game at Florida State which made it three weeks. But, man, he didn't look like he missed any time no, <laughs> last not, week. Not at all. And he was sharp. Not at all. Like, it just got – it was like riding a bike for him, I guess. You know, just, you know – oh, I remember how to pedal. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I want to bring up an interesting conversation here. I think it's interesting anyway. As Boston College was able to hold off uh, a Louisville uh, uh, just – you know, just doing just enough to win, but I, I and and Yerkovich uh, uh, didn't have this dominant game, but you know they did enough to win the game. But here's the didn't Yerkovich get hurt? Uh, yeah, Grosso Grosso came in and played, but yeah. he still was fifteen and nineteen. So I give him the credit for for the time that he was in the game. Okay, <laughs> but but here's where I wanted to go with this conversation because we know Louisville came up short but with Louisville coming up short what is the conversation because you go from a pretty great season last year to uh a, somewhat of a regression I guess you could say to three when you're three and seven is that do you give him a pass do you give coach Satterfield a pass because of the circumstances because there are other coaches that are not going to get a pass for, for I mean, drop off yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is for one. This is the second year, right? And I'm just not a big believer. And if you're trying to establish something long term, you can't be short sighted or short minded when it comes to uh, wins and losses. Uh, you have to look at the overall body of work of what is he doing uh, within the program that's establishing a winning culture. Uh, because, you know, a close win is a, and I, keep, I kept saying this last year with Florida State. Uh, people keep talking about the coaching and all of those types of things, and it wasn't good. I was like, well, we we're competitive. And if you, and I've always said, if you're five and seven on a 12 game season, and those seven losses, six of them say you lost by three points, three to seven points. Well, those are seven losses, but they're competitive. Yeah, you make progress. And so when you look at a five and seven record, it may not tell the whole story. Um, And so that's why I'm just a big believer in if you are competing, competing at a high level or you're competing and you're not coming up with the close wins or close, you know, close wins or losses, then you're heading in the right direction. And so if you're in a, in a boat where we're not being competitive, uh, you know, in the losses, yeah. even though, you know, some of the losses may be lopsided, if we're not competitive, then, you know, another year, two years go by, then you need to start thinking about, you know, making a change. But I think Louisville and Coach Satterfield, uh, you know, they made some significant strides and then, you know, you just look at the teams who can overcome opt-outs, COVID, you know, depleted 
rosters, yeah, the teams that don't have the, the great depth, it's hard for them to overcome that. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, there are a lot of factors. And some guys are getting fired this year um, because of, you know, what they've done in the past. And this year it just is not conducive to a bad, bad team. I mean, you know, if you have a tough, no depth, then this, this season is just not the right season right. Um, for you. And so I think some of that needs to be taken into account. But I don't see if they do jump the gun with Coach Satterfield, then they're going to be pushing themselves back another two to three years because he hadn't been there long enough to get his, uh, you know, four years of, of guys that he want to be in the program. Right. Um, and so I just think that would be a bad, bad move. I 100% agree, and, and and even when looking at their schedule and what they've done for this season, the only one that I would say is a questionable loss. Yeah, they did lose the Georgia Tech game, but I think there was some injury stuff going on there as well. It, it, and the Virginia game was also you lost a lot of people. There a lot of people that didn't play. So it they're they're in the games that they had their personnel. There are losses, but not bad losses. They're just. Their losses, and and so I agree with you. You got to give you got to give somebody time. And right, right. I think he's he's earned the right to have some time uh, to put his team, his players, his system in place. Um, to, now to the same point that you just made, though, uh, while Syracuse showed a glimmer of hope this past weekend, um, still came up short against NC State. Did not get the victory. Uh, NC State uh, just too much for uh, Syracuse, and 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 that might be uh, as I told you on last Monday, the death knell for our friend uh, Dino. Um, I just I just don't see how I don't I don't see how he's going to overcome it. I, I really don't. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope they'll give him a COVID pass. <laughs> uh, but. But I, I just don't see how he's gonna overcome it. I don't. I mean, I, I I can understand if they don't. I mean, if they do, uh, and I can understand if they don't. Yeah. Um, because I just say, you know, he's he's had his ups and downs at Syracuse, and Syracuse people, and it's what I fail to for some people to realize, even the alums and all those things. Some places it is just hard to to build, yeah, uh, a, a winning culture. And I know they may do a lot of different things for that program, but you start thinking about some of the schools. Let's look at, think about Kansas. I mean, that I don't care who they bring in, they're going to have the same issues. It's going to be a struggle, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, and, and then you know, Syracuse is kind of like one of those places where you'll have, you know, a, a good one or two seasons. But once you start graduating some of your better players that maybe seniors that grew, you know, kind of you raised up in the program and then you have a fall off like uh, their quarterback situation. I mean, it's tough to play with quarterbacks that you, you can't get it done, uh, who can't get it done. And so I hope he's able to, you know, make it through this season. Uh, but I don't think they're going to um, – I don't think he's going to make it. I, I think – and that's a great point, Charlie. That is a fantastic point. I think – I like to call schools like Syracuse uh, choose-em schools. Like Duke is a choose-em school. Mm -hmm. Is a choose them school. Like you're not gonna, you're you're not gonna get both programs to be great. Your football mm -hmm. and your, your football, your basketball, and your baseball. You're not gonna get all three great. So they mm -hmm. choose. So Syracuse has really chosen basketball. That's where yeah. they're gonna be great at. Georgia Tech basketball for the most part is where they're gonna be great at. Uh, uh, same thing with um, um, Duke. Duke is. For sure, chosen basketball. That's where they've decided to put their stake in the ground and say, "We're going to be great at basketball. We're going to be, we're going to be on a field in football." And that's mm -hmm. just that's just how it is. Uh, it's hard to be great at at both 
in those academically strong schools like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. Uh, you know, some some schools, they keep going through head coaches and they getting some very similar results. Um, and I told my daughter, I uh, hope the other day that, you know, she was watching, she was looking at a, a article that uh, ESPN or someone wrote about Florida State mm. and the troubles they've had the past six years and having three head coaches. I said, regardless of what school, what business um, or organization it is, when you have instability in management or in the top, yeah, your product is going to suffer. Yeah, that's and, great. And so I don't care what it is, your product is going to suffer because you don't have a clear vision because you're starting all over again. Someone comes in, well, I think I could do this better. And then all of a sudden they figure out that, well, the people that's here, you know, they're having to <laughs> make some changes too. And once you start to try to weed out all the negatives and, the, and those types of things, your time is up because <laughs> – no, that's a great point because it brings up a question for me in my mind with this. If you know that, if you know that you, this is this is a product that we have that has not been the best and we need time to develop it. We need time to put something in place that is sustainable long term. For Let's use Duke. Duke is a prime example. As we talk about Georgia Tech uh, and Duke this weekend, Georgia Tech getting a huge win against uh Duke really winning big, 56-33. But for Georgia Tech, for example, this coach seems to be a pretty decent coach and and is in route to building something sustainable. Why not say that – why not commit to this guy for the next seven or eight, ten years? Because if if he understands what he's doing and there's no – you know, there's no fear of him ever leaving because they're going to have a down season – then now he has the comfort level to go out and build a sustainable program. But if he's always wondering in the back of his mind that he's going, you know, if I have a losing season here, they're going to let go of me, then that's hard to, you know what I'm saying? That's hard to build something with that. Well, let me tell you, uh, you're a man of business. This thing is called stakeholders. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever, whenever you have, whenever you have stakeholders, that aren't going to give to support a certain individual because they feel like he's not heading in the right direction or he's not making the right decisions or he's not recruiting or whatever the case may be, or the program's not going, uh, then they say, I'm going to withhold Mm. my resources Mm. until. And so that just puts the decision makers, you know, the AD, the president, put them in a bind because they need those support supporters yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be able to help them, you know, move along. And I just, oh, I, 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 there's, only, there's only one Nick Saban. Yeah. There's only mm-hmm. one Urban Meyer. You know what I mean? It's hard to find. And, and by the way, those programs gave their guys time to do what they do. Yeah. So I mean, they're, yeah, they're, and they're, the guys that you just name are, very good coaches. Uh, they've had people in and out of the door, but they've been stable. Yeah. Uh, I mean, where Urban, you know, was where he where he was, they always won. Right. Um, now, some of the players, <laughs> you know, that he brought in yeah. were, you know, a little questionable, but um, but they always won. Yeah. You know, Florida. I mean, all the places he's been. Yeah. You think of Urban Meyer, all the places he's been, he's yeah. been, been very successful. Um, and so that's the reason why a lot of schools now are hoping that he will come out of retirement to help them along with their program because he just has that type of or or coaching philosophy or style to get people and players to come and play for him. And then they, they're instant, you know, winners. Uh, but they they kind of ruin it for a lot of people. Yeah. Because they expect everyone's expect them to you know, compete with those guys. The magical. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So that's, that's a tough part. That's a great point. That's a great point. Uh, but yeah, Georgia Tech getting a big win against Duke. Uh, 
to take their record to three and five for the season. Uh, and then we talked about Clemson just as dominant as ever they would have been this season. 31 points in the first quarter. I mean, goodness gracious. You, you it, what else can you say? And by the way, for those of, of, of those pundits in, in the media who have been trying to throw dirt on Clemson and say, well, they're not going to make it to the playoff. They're not. Listen, as a fan of college sports, I want to see the four best teams play in the playoff. You cannot convince me that Clemson is not one of those four teams. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it's going to be hard, you know, because I, I do believe it'll be a good ACC championship game for a change yeah. uh, that we'll have this year with uh, Clemson Notre Dame yeah. uh, playing in a, in a championship game. Uh, but it would be interesting because, you know, if Ohio State doesn't – if they don't make their – their number, um, and they don't get it. You know, say they go four and five and zero, oh, right? And they only get five games in. Um, then you know, <laughs> it's not their. It's not their fault. Right. But you know, are they worthy of being in the top four when you have Clemson and Notre Dame? Yeah, they at ten and one, both of them. Um, and now, you know, those two teams who are top four ready or quality, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be know? very tough. Very, very tough. Well, we've been playing this game all season, and this is probably the most difficult uh, <laughs> who we've had since we've started because so many games are being postponed and moved around, and but – Charlie, despite all of that, who shined the brightest this week? Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned, they I thought they played a, a solid game overall. Um, it was a very close game in the first half, but their defense took over. Um, you know, in the second half, uh, and North Carolina wasn't really able to unleash you know like they've been doing with some of their, their offensive explosions mm -hmm. and so uh, i just think you know even with kyle hamilton uh being this dq uh for the game who's one of their best you know back end guys uh they still were able to you know handle you know north carolina and so i just feel like north carolina I mean, I'm sorry, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, yeah. Uh, shine, shine the brightest this weekend. Uh, well, I'm going to put the spotlight squarely on the young man that you mentioned earlier, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, for those of you, uh, those who have said also that his uh, demise of being a Heisman candidate has was uh, gone, and 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 there's no way he could get back on it. Uh, how about 403 yards and two touchdowns and uh, 31 points? in one quarter <laughs> so 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 i think mr lawrence put himself squarely back in the conversation uh so that's my shine the brightest uh surprise you most charlie who surprised you most uh i want to say georgia tech really okay yeah i mean i i expected them to i thought i expected a game against duke to be close but they actually played really, really well yeah. uh, from an offensive standpoint. Defensively, they gave up some points. But uh, from an offensive standpoint, I thought they, you know, played uh, really well, uh, put up some numbers. Uh, Sims, I thought he played solid. Um, and so just overall, they kind of surprised me the way they played because um, I expected the game to be close. Um, for me, I was surprised uh, at Syracuse still having some fight left. Mm -hmm. I really because at this point, I I would have thought, okay, man, it's it's just over. They know it's over. They're gonna lay down for NC State. They did not. They fought all the way to the end. And to me, that is the reason why you give Dino Babers another season, just one more season. I just think there's so much that has gone on this season. 
to to pen and he tried to put in a new system to penalize him for that is a lot, especially when it looks like the team is still with him. I mean, right. they played hard, so I got I got to give him my give them my most surprised. Although I, I again, I think it might be too little, too late, but still, mm-hmm. uh, that's where I, that's where I would put my surprise. That uh, who still needs some work, Charlie? Um, who? It was somebody I was going to mention. Um, who was it? From this week, uh, was it Louisville? Was it Pittsburgh? Was it? Uh, it's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. There you go. Yeah, Pitt. <laughs> yeah, it was Pitt. Um, you know, they need a little work, even though, you know, they found some teams early on the last couple of weeks that they could handle. Uh, but they had no answer for Clemson. Um, offensively, they did have they did get some rhythm uh, offensively and defensively, you know, in the second half or leading up to the you know second quarter, leading up into the third you know, right after halftime. But by that time, you know, Clemson was kind of, you know, lost interest and they kind of caught them sleeping. Yeah. But I just think Pitt, um, you know, offensively they got exposed. Yeah. uh, In in some form, in some ways. Defensively, I I thought they played much better, you know, in the second half. Uh, But they they still need a little work. Moving forward, yeah. For me, I think it's it, it's the other team. It's Louisville. It's it's um, but again, it's so much. And I like what Allen said. I don't really, if we're being honest, I think there needs to be a moratorium on firing anybody. I mean, just mm-hmm. why are you firing coaches who had to try to coach in all of this? I mean, yeah. this is difficult circumstances for everybody. And I just think for Louisville. Could have, I think that the potential was there to do greater things, but man, when you don't get an off season, when you don't get to practice the right the way that you want, there were just too many things that Coach Satterfield wasn't able to do. And it's so obvious that they have talent; they have a lot of talent on that team. It just didn't have time to put it together the way they wanted to. So needs a little work. Maybe they can finish the season strong. Uh, uh, they do have one more game left. Uh, I think it's Wake Forest is the final game. Yeah, Wake Forest is the final game of the season, and that's not going to be played until, I think, December 19th. So they got a little time uh, to put some wrinkles in and throw some stuff in and maybe try to have a complete end-of-the-year game. But still, it, it's just that's just tough, man, to, to, to punish anybody for um, any of that. And then my, I'll, 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 I'll jump in first and give you the closing argument on this one. Uh, who needs a lot of work? Uh, I I just think uh, it's 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 hard for any program, and I'm going to throw Syracuse and Duke in the same conversation. You got to start resting your hat on somebody, somebody. And I think Dino. I'm trying to I'm trying to ride for Dino for those who will listen to this podcast. <laughs> I would like to see Syracuse say, you know what? What do we have to lose? Riding with this guy because he has shown you that he can coach. Right, had some success there. Just give him some time and give him some normalcy, and let's see what he can do. So, uh, and the same thing for Duke's head coach. Give him some time. He's proven that he can do it as well. But it's just, man, you keep cycling somebody in and cycling somebody out. You're never going to get what you want out of this program. So yeah. I'm going to say that yes, they both need a lot of work, but give them the time to put the work in. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and like I said, those jobs are tough. It all. I mean, you you know, Steve Spurry went there and won. Uh, but, of course, you know, he didn't stay there very long. Right. Um, and that's kind of the way if you're going to do it, uh, you have to go in and try to build it quick and then get to a better situation. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, to, to add to those two teams, I would say, of course, my – Alma mater, uh, you know, just need a lot of work. Just one, staying healthy. Yeah. Uh, to finish, to at least try to finish out the season. Because right now, I don't think they know uh, what the ACC is going to do because they've kind of taken the ACC's taken an approach that they're going to match up teams uh, and schools that they need to. 
uh, because I know they were, I know FSU was looking to looking forward to playing Duke. Uh, but right now they don't know, I don't know who they're going to play, you yeah. know, if they're going to play anyone these next few weeks. Uh, and now you have guys opting out, which is limiting more scholarships. Uh, and, and so I know coach Norville, uh, would definitely, they will all look back at this year and say, man, you know, what a great year, uh, because it helped, uh, Help put proto help put things in place for them to be able to move forward because it can't get any worse. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Listen, I, I I would agree with that. I agree hundred percent of that. Um, so does your top five change this week, or is it pretty much the same? Uh, it's pretty much the same. Yeah. Uh, you got you know Notre Dame, uh, Clemson, uh, Miami didn't they hadn't played seemed like in forever. Oh my God! <laughs> you almost forget they're still in the league. Yeah, I know. And yeah. so I'm like, man, they're not playing this week, but they're they're just recovering from the COVID uh, yeah. limit as well. Um, you got North Carolina, uh, who actually lost, uh, but you know you got NC State, uh, who. When it's all said and done, I mean, you're really after the top three. You kind of can put whoever you want in there. Absolutely. Uh, mine, mine looks very much similar. Um, I, I might flip-flop NC State, North Carolina, just because North Carolina lost, but pretty much the same thing. Uh, maybe put Boston College in there somewhere uh, just to kind of – because they keep winning. Uh, they keep finding a way to win, which is interesting. Uh, so that's um, – it's been an interesting ride for the whole thing. But, man, what a fluid situation in the ACC. On Wednesday, we'll dive a little bit deeper into the college basketball side of all of this and dive into some of these teams and start making some uh, pre – I guess we say preseason, but really we're in season. We'll, so we'll call our picks early season uh, uh, predictions on, uh, on what we think is going to happen in college basketball. And quite honestly, can they finish the season? I mean, what is the end of this season going to look like for college basketball? But uh, I did not ask you, Charlie. Did you have a great Thanksgiving uh, this week? This weekend? Uh, yes, we did. We had uh, family friends over from Pensacola, uh, from our from our Pensacola days, and so they came over. The family uh, came down, and uh, we. You know, had our feast here at the house, really stayed here at the house uh, for the most part um, and just enjoyed, uh, you know, each other's company, played games and yeah. watched movies. Actually, uh, we went to our football game, I think I remember saying, uh, mm -hmm. but we we didn't fare too well. The other team, <laughs> the other team was pretty good. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they had some studs, uh, but uh, it was good, you know, just being able to drive over and watch them play. Um, they didn't play as well as they would like, but, you know, you play the game and hopefully your team can uh, play well enough to win, but we just unfortunately didn't do it. And that was a playoff game, right? Yeah, it was a regional final, so. Oh, wow, okay. Well, uh, but you know what's interesting? You, you said you, you, you had some family over. And you're able to play some games, and then you're able to go see a game. A little bit of normalcy in an otherwise <laughs> year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And uh, we actually, this week, we have three games, basketball games on tap, okay. on the schedule. Okay. As of right now, we are playing the one on tomorrow. Okay. Which is a you know team school that's right down the street from us. It's a public school, so it should be a good game. But then we have another game uh, with another local team here, uh, but with this COVID deal, and then one on Saturday against another rival right down the street uh, public school. Uh -huh. But with COVID, we're here. We're not sure. You know, we're going to enjoy the games that we get a chance to play. Yeah. And, you know, do the best we can. And hopefully when it's all said and done, 
you know, we'll be grateful for the time that we had on the floor. Um, and hopefully we can continue to play. Yeah. And guys, you know, stay safe and healthy. Well, 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 not only them staying safe, but Charlie, you, I, I'm, I'm imploring you to stay safe as well, my brother. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm getting my, um, my IVs, yeah, uh, my therapies. Yeah. Um, so I had an IV today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, blood transfusion in a sense mm-hmm. uh, with some ozone, and and then on Wednesday I'm getting a vitamin C with ozone. So. I'm working to try to build my immune system uh, along with all the things that I'm doing here at the house with the family. Yeah. Uh, and so if it's meant to be, it will happen. <laughs> so I just want to be ready for uh, if it does happen, you know, my body, you know, not getting shut down, Yeah. Um, you know, in, in that form, in that sense. Yeah. Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate you, man. Uh, and again, stay as safe as you can with all of this. Uh, and, and, and that's to all of our listeners and watchers, uh, right on, on the noisemaker page, please stay safe out there and, and, and continue to manage this process and, and, and stay mentally healthy as well. Cause we know yeah. this has been a taxing year mentally on a lot of people, but stay safe and healthy in your mental, physical, and emotional, and even spiritual, uh, right. stay as healthy as you possibly can. So. Yes, sir. Sounds yeah. good. All right, guys, that's Charlie Ward. I'm Lloyd Spence. This is Believe in the ACC. We will be back on Wednesday to do it all over again. And then Thursday, the podcast will drop wherever you listen to podcasts. This one will drop on Tuesday. For those of you who are, who are now listening on Tuesday, uh, we'll see you again on Thursday. So there you go. All right. Have a great, great day. We appreciate each and every one of you. And we'll talk to you later. You have been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward and Lloyd Spence. You can tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on the Believe Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. You can also watch Charlie and Lloyd on Facebook, on the Noisemakers page, and on YouTube on the Noise Media YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and follow on all our platforms. And we will keep taking you inside the ACC. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.